0: Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. One of the most common referrals I see in dermatology comes with a history of they used to do great on Apoquil, but now it doesn't work anymore, or they're quote-unquote immune to it. They've gotten used to it. I want to go over the top three reasons I see a patient come in with that history. And you really could insert any allergy medication that you wanted, Cytopoint, Cyclosporin, immunotherapy. Um, But for the sake of today's podcast episode, we'll just stick with Apoquil to keep it nice and simple. So when I see a dog that comes in and we have that history, so often it's, well, they used to do great on Apoquil. It worked for a year or two, but now they're licking their paws no matter what I do. Uh, A case I had yesterday in the clinic, the owner said they used to do great on once daily, but now I have to do twice daily and it's still just keeping it at bay. So why can this happen? Do dogs really get immune to Apoquil? So by far, the top reason I can tell you that we see a dog start to not respond to Apoquil or any other allergy medication that used to be effective for them is infection. Probably not a shock to most of you if you've listened to the podcast before. Um, When we talk about the importance of cytology, However, you're going to collect that cytology, the importance of evaluating these patients in the clinic, it's because infection is very common in allergic dogs. I see my own allergic dog recently just got over an episode of pyoderma that we've been managing topically. Even for us dermatologists who specialize in skin and ear disease, infections are just a part of allergies. And what I always tell owners when they come in is before we give up on this medication, I want to assure that there's not an infection that is masking the effectiveness of that drug. When I break down what itch looks like in allergic dogs for owners, I kind of break it on the whiteboard because I like to write visually things out for owners. We talk about environmental allergies, atopic dermatitis, and how essentially what we see contribute to itch is either infection or the primary allergic itch or both. And when we use a medication like Apoquil, we're only obviously going to be addressing the allergic itch, which is extremely important. But the infections are really important to make sure we're not dealing with as well. And we've have several podcast episodes that go over cytology, the importance of it. Um, there's a lecture in my Derm nerds community about it, how you can easily become confident in cytology. But the reason we're so passionate about it is because we see these cases come in a lot that are refilled with certain medications like Apoquil, which is a great drug for allergic itch. And they're never truly evaluated if all of a sudden they're itchy and not responsive with things like cytology or a really thorough exam. So whether you're going to check the claw folds with a toothpick, you're going to do a direct impression smear, tape prep, whatever you feel good about, make sure you're asking where are the areas the pet's itchy to and sampling those areas to assure we don't have cocci, rods, malassezia, or a combination of any of those that really could be contributing. Because allergic itch often can cause infection. And that's going to mask the effectiveness of certain medications. So by far and away, make sure that you're checking for those infections. Because I can tell you what's a big struggle for me in the clinic is if they have a history of trying a medication like Apoquil, uh, they're kind of deemed ineffective or deemed resistant to it. And then they come into my clinic and we kind of talk about the importance of infection and how I don't know at that time if there was infection that was present or not. Owners are really hesitant to go back to a medication if in their mind they really feel like it's not effective. And that could be true. And we're going to talk about other reasons that that could happen. But I don't want to lose the ability to use a great medication on a patient if it's just because infection was there and we didn't identify it and address it appropriately. So number one, definitely one of the top reasons we see a a patient previously respond to a medication like Apoquil and now not respond to it is because of an underlying infection. Number two, their allergies progressed, right? I mean, that is something that we can see is that's why we're so passionate about immunotherapy as dermatologists. I use all these symptomatic medications all the time. And some dogs won't really have their symptoms progress, but we know that is something that's commonly seen. So they responded great to a medication like Apoquil for a couple of years, but as their immune system keeps getting uh, exposed to all of these different pollens, grasses, trees, danders, as it keeps getting exposed to it, they develop sensitizations. And what we can see, excuse me, as we get to the sensitization to the point that all of a sudden their symptomatic treatment isn't working the way that it used to work, or we need multiple symptomatic treatments in order to keep that patient under control. So when I have patients that see me and we are effectively treating them with certain medications, apical, cytopoint, um, you know, I always talk to the owners about what are the benefits of immunotherapy still for their pet, even if they are being controlled with that symptomatic drug. And a lot of it is preventing the progression of the disease and then hopefully being less dependent on symptomatic medication or less infections. And some owners elect not to allergy tests because financially or, you know, emotionally, uh, like I recently had a client who had another pet who didn't really respond to immunotherapy. So it's hard for them to consider doing it. And their current pet, even though we're kind of working on, you know, every pet's different, so they could still get a good response, but emotionally, it's just hard for them to grasp their head around right now. And that's okay. We can always reevaluate in the future, but we do see that progression of allergies. That's why a lot of times dogs with atopic dermatitis will come in with a history of, well, it used to just be in the summer and now... They're struggling with licking their paws all year long. Same thing. We can see progression of allergies as they keep getting exposed to things and keep getting sensitized. So that's why we are passionate about immunotherapy. So maybe their allergies have progressed. Um, Maybe, you know, they need another symptomatic medication. Maybe we need to switch symptomatic medications. But unless we've ruled out the other two reasons, which we still have one more reason to go over, Um, I won't, I don't want to slam dunk say, oh, it's just because your allergies have progressed and let's move on. Because again, I'm going to check for infection, make sure I'm not dealing with that. Um, we're going to look for signs that maybe something else is going on, which we're going to talk about next. Um, and then maybe we kind of say, you know, maybe we have progressed to the point where that's just not an effective medication for you anymore. Or maybe we need something like Cytopoint during certain seasons that you're not, the pet's not as well controlled, even though say nine months out of the year, Asymptomatic monotherapy like Apoquel, they're doing just fine. So these are this is kind of the chess match we end up playing. I always tell owners that allergies is kind of like a game of chess. We make the move we have to make at that time because we are adjusting things consistently. It's not very often we have a patient that's just on one therapy and that's it, and we never have to make any changes, whether it's topical or adding another, you know, symptomatic therapy in, or all of a sudden something's not working as well anymore. So we do want to make sure that we've ruled out infection, we've ruled out something else that could be happening um, before we come to the conclusion that their allergies have progressed beyond um, that medication controlling them. But again, that's why we are so passionate about immunotherapy is the ability to desensitize and hopefully lessen the chance of progression of allergies because we know it is a lifelong disease that these dogs are dealing with and we want to be thoughtful of that. And then number three, the number three reason I uh, have a patient come in, come in, who doesn't respond as well to Apoquil compared to what they used to respond to is something else is going on, right? Something else is happening. Um, Just because we previously have a history or a diagnosis of atopic dermatitis doesn't mean that dog is immune from developing other skin diseases. So I have had dogs that I have managed for years with their allergies. And then all of a sudden, something's not jiving and we've developed pimphigus or we've developed sebaceous adenitis. We've developed epitheliotropic lymphoma. So remember, not every itchy dog is an allergic dog. There's other things that can happen. And so we have to be thoughtful of Well, if it used to just be that they licked their paws and now they're scratching all over their trunk and developing these honey-colored crusts and we're not seeing much infection under the microscope, maybe something totally different has popped up. Um, Maybe they're an older dog and we've developed hypothyroidism and they have a pyoderma, not related to their allergies. We don't need to keep increasing their allergic medication just because they developed a pyoderma. We're trying to control the allergies better for that. We need to take a step back and really look at that pet as an individual and say, okay, well, we've been managing your allergies for five years, But now you're nine and you've been a bit punky or you're getting some weight. Maybe we should just do some general lab work to assure that nothing like an endocrinopathy is happening now that could be contributing to these infections. Maybe it's not just your allergies. Now, beyond just that, remember other types of allergies can pop up too. So we know that apical cytopoint, we can still get reduction in parritis with medications um, for food allergy, with those medications. Um, we certainly can cause a food allergic dog to be comfortable with a medication like apical or cytopoint. But if we have an additional allergy that pops up, and remember, we do see a bit of a bimodal distribution with food allergy. They tend to start really young, under a year of age, or they have it pop up later in life, though a food allergy can happen at any time. Maybe all of a sudden, That apical has been managing their atopic dermatitis. Okay. But they've had a flare and food allergy or they developed a food allergy that all of a sudden they're not controlling as well as they used to as they've gotten older. Maybe we know they're a food allergic pet. They've been doing well, say they're food allergic and atopic. They've been doing well with their diet and their Apoquil, but they got a turkey sandwich when they went to work. And we know that they're poultry allergic. Um, Or simple things. Don't forget those simple things. They missed their flea control. And our new kitten came into the household that could be exposing them to ectoparasites. So something else potentially besides just straightforward atopy has come into the picture, whether it's something really crazy and scary like skin lymphoma, or we have exposure to ectoparasite and we just not need to make sure that everyone in the household's on really good ectoparasite control with an isoxazoline. So that's something we don't want to look over. And that's why history is so crucial for us as dermatologists. I'm frequently asking my clients with patients I've been managing for a long time, you know, what's changed in the environment? Um, have they gotten exposed to other foods? Are they really, are you guys current with your ectoparasite prevention? As I've said, in previous episodes of the podcast, just because they bought a six pack of Sempirica two months ago, doesn't mean that they've been continuously giving it. Um, I had someone recently whose dog went to their relative's house that had numerous animals. And we found out none of those animals were kept on flea control at all. And that kind of launched this dog into a very itchy event. So little things like that with the environment, food they could have gotten into, other exposure to parasites parasites they could have gotten into, or we're showing clinical signs that this pet has never showed us before. You know, if their nasal plenum all of a sudden's depigmenting and ulcerating, that's not going to be allergies. If they've got nodules all over their body and there's no infection, There could be something else going on. So just because we have that previous diagnosis doesn't mean other skin diseases can occur. So make sure you take a step back in these patients with that history of, well, they did great on Apoquil and now they're not and really evaluate if something else could have popped up. So for me, those are the top three things that come to mind with that history because we do hear it a lot. They used to do great on Apoquil and now they're just not doing as well. You know, first off, always cytology, look for your infection. Make sure you don't have malaise or cocci or rods that have just all of a sudden caused that pet to flare for whatever reason. Springs are bad time of year and a flare happens. So we need to get that flare under control. That doesn't mean we necessarily have to jump ship from that medication. Again, flares happen even for our patients. Um, so infection number one, number two, truly progression of allergies. Maybe their atopic dermatitis has progressed as they have gotten older, and we need to reevaluate the options. Maybe now they are more open to being referred to a dermatologist for allergy testing and immunotherapy. Maybe we need to look for other symptomatic therapy, depending on the history of that pet. And then number three, Something else completely different than atopy has popped up, and we need to look at that patient and evaluate if there's other things we need to do, whether it is a diet trial, making sure they're in good ectoparasite control, or if something completely abnormal has popped up and we need to consider something like lab work or a biopsy because maybe it's not allergies at all. Um, So those are the top things that I think of. Certainly if you have other ideas, I'd love to hear them. You can always reach out um, on the social media post that goes up with this particular podcast episode. But I just thought it was a fun way to kind of break down something we commonly see because it is important that we're not giving up on medications that can be really effective for our allergic patients.